0: Welcome to the Financial Focus radio show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Financial Focus. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. And we appreciate you spending some time listening to our quaint little radio show. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season and uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy Festivus, Kwanzaa, whatever else uh, happens out there. Uh, I know that Josh has a uh, three and a half year old um, and a what five month old six months. six month old. Yeah. So Josh is still experiencing the wonders that is Christmas. How did uh, little G-Man and his brother do with Christmas?
2: They loved it. Yeah. It's, uh, they don't even, you know, I mean, Grayson doesn't even know half the things he got,
1: so, <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Just get all hopped up on sugar and rip pa- packages open. I yeah, we got to figure is. out
2: a way to make him relish the, relish the actual individual things a little bit more.
1: Good luck, riddlin maybe. Good luck yeah. with that. <laughs> All right, if you want to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can go to our website and send us an email. That website's northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. 2023 is having is we're having a banner year maybe we should just close the markets and call this a good year because uh risk was on back on last week it's it's very interesting first positive week in four i think right yeah it's very interesting to see uh where what happened last week so u.s stocks is measured by the s p 500 uh we're up one and a half percent last week um but again this comes, obviously, on when on we're going to talk about this more in the next segment, where the S&P was essentially down 20% last year. Uh, international developed market stocks were up two and three quarters. Just before we came on, Josh and I were talking about how much outperformance uh, international, especially developed international, has had uh, really in the last couple months. It's been astounding to see how much developed international has beat U.S.
2: Beat, beat the S&P by 13% in the trailing three months. So, so diversification is, being this it's actually working, which we talked about on our E news this week. Uh,
1: emerging markets even had a better week. they were up four and a quarter percent last week. Huge move for the emerging markets, as it looks like China is going to reopen uh, what they should have done, like with the rest of the world. But now they're they're, I guess, just going to bite the bullet and and deal with what the rest of us dealt with, you know, a year and a half ago or so. Uh, but that obviously. Um, you know, changes the outlook for the emerging markets because China makes up such a big part of that.
2: Well, and it'll be interesting to see how much services-related inflation they export as uh, the hundreds of millions of Chinese that have been locked away for the last couple of years
1: want to travel abroad. And spend money. Yep. Uh, U.S. small-cap stocks were about up about 1.8% last week. Uh, we saw a pretty significant move in the bond market. The aggregate bond index. Uh, saw a really big move. It actually was 2% higher last week, believe it or not. So we saw a big move in the price of that Um, in terms of yields. On the one-year Treasury bond is 4.7%. The 10-year Treasury bond is 3.56%. I will say it's been quite, you know, we saw a huge move higher in yields. Uh, And then they've sort of stuck in this range, but we continue to see lots of intra-week volatility in the rate complex in the bond market. So it's it's very interesting to see, uh, and it will be, I think, more interesting to see what happens in 2023 with the bond market and what the Fed continues to do just with their balance sheet. Forget the Fed and what they do with their actual interest rate hikes. It has more to do with um, quantitative tightening, meaning what the bonds that they already own on their balance sheet uh, and what they do with those and what the impact that has on the bond market. Gold was up 2.5%, 18.75 an ounce. And oil uh, got whacked last week, down 8.5% at 7385 a barrel. It's been very interesting to see uh, the price of gasoline, what has happened in the price of gasoline over the last two weeks, uh, and the impact that that has had on inflation. So, the big economic data uh, last week was the December jobs report. The U.S. economy added 223,000 jobs, more than the 200,000 that was expected. And the unemployment rate, get this, fell back to 3.5%. Um, what, the one thing is that wage growth also came in below expectations at 4.6%. Uh, so here's the deal. This is sort of the first report um, that makes me think there might be a glimmer of hope uh, that the U.S. economy sort of skates a recession or has a very shallow recession like the one we saw in 1992. I think that's probably more likely. But I, I, it's very hard to imagine a recession with 3.5% unemployment rate. Those two things just don't haven't historically come close to being true. I think that
2: rip, rip-roaring rally on Friday was also sort of predicated on wages month on month, uh, seemingly that uh, annualized increase decreasing, the delta being uh, even broader than the, the prior month. Uh, it looks like wage, that wage push inflation is maybe loosening a little bit. Uh, But remember, you know, there's 10,000 maybe roomers retiring every day. Three and a half million people are leaving the labor force this year. And uh, if you run a small business or interact with people that own one, uh, it's really, really tough to find good people.
1: Well, but the flip side of that on that wage push inflation story is that we've now had 21 consecutive months where inflation outpaced wage growth. And that's really what the Fed has to focus on because – you know, when that happens, when you have essentially two years of inflation going up faster than your wages are going up, that means the American standard of living is declining. And that uh, is not good for anybody politically, or or it just causes lots of civil unrest. And so the Fed, when they think about all the variables out there, um, you know, having to get inflation under wage growth is, is still meaningful. And so you know, I still, you know, I'm still 75% that the Fed has to sort of put us into a recession so that they tame long-term inflation. You know, I, I think the biggest thing the Fed realizes is that they could uh, get us to a point where inflation is meaningfully declining, which it is, um, but they they – say that they're going to pause, they stop well, doing anything. And then the behavior of the American consumer comes back such that it, it, it creates the inflation spiral happening again, and then they have to go back harder. So I think that's what they're trying to avoid. The
2: Fed job owning tour this week with Dudley, I think they sent Esther George out there, even Neil Kashkari, the ultra dove now, uh, they're, they're pushing back really hard on any idea of a pivot. Fed fund futures are reflecting that. Uh, I mean, premature loosening, uh, you do that sometimes, right? But <laughs> uh, that's what they're, <laughs> premature loosening is not what they're going to do, meaning loosening of financial conditions. Um, It's there, you know, and I think market expectations are shifting in this to this idea that uh, we may not actually get any rate cuts in 2023. And uh, this week is the first time that Fed Fund Futures have actually pushed out that expectation to the fourth quarter. uh, Previously, the market had been anticipating rate cuts by the middle of this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine rate cuts. Uh, I think, you know, a, a pause would be this have the equivalent effect as rate cuts for, um, in terms of the market and consumer behavior. But it's really hard to envision a recession with three and a half percent unemployment rate. I mean, the, the COVID and then the after effects and the response to COVID distorted markets and the economy so much that nobody can really figure out how this deal is going to play out because, you know, you go back throughout history, and there hasn't been a recession with more than full employment and the quits rate as high as it is. And so, it, it's a it's a really interesting phenomenon. And you know, the reality is there is no playbook. The Fed can't point to a time in you history. You kind of have
2: these rolling recessions in different industries, where you know, it, of course, now like all anything adjacent to real estate uh, is probably going to be seeing pretty significant uh, job losses in the next couple of quarters. Uh, but it's you know, it's not economy broad yet, and it hasn't really, it, it, it hasn't enveloped the entire and all of economic activity so far, and I'm surprised to the degree that the economy has actually been so resilient.
1: Well, and the one thing is, uh, obviously, earnings season, fourth quarter earnings season kicks off next week in earnest, and so that's going to be very interesting to see, right, to say, wait, where what happened to earnings? Are earnings still good, or is it going to be company by company or sector by sector? That part's going to be interesting to see, because then that will tell us how expensive the stock market really is, right, when we look at earnings and then uh, when we get uh, expectations from companies to see what they're thinking about for the rest of the year. So it's a very precarious sort of Goldilocks time in markets um, and you know la- this jobs report we got on Friday was the first time I was sort of like, wait a second, maybe the Fed can do this, uh, continue but, to but push without, inflation the inflation rate lower. With,
2: without earnings growth, we're range bound, right? I mean, yeah, of decrease, course. Yeah. But it doesn't
1: mean we go down another 20%, yeah. which is, I think, what most people are concerned, right? It's just
2: that range bound is boring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Back and down 20%. <laughs> All right, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always send us an email by going to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to do a recap of last year and talk about what we uh, are looking for in 2023. Stick around.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
3: Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Bend location, right next to Nike and Columbia.
4: And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Primeville, and surrounding areas, Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their second location in downtown Redmond with a year-end clearance sale.
3: If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge Tempur-Pedic Gallery.
4: During the year-end clearance sale, save at both locations with $500 off floor samples. New in-stock mattress from the best brands Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns & Foster. Plus,
3: get up to $300 in free accessories.
4: Don't miss year-end clearance savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond.
3: Everyday value, warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. Cascademattress.com or call 678-REST. Join the Ben Chamber for What's Brewing? Solving the Workforce Housing Shortage. Tools and Options for Employers. Powered by Miller Lumber and Sunwest Builders. We'll explore the progress being made around increasing local workforce housing and how the Ben Chamber is engaging community partners to make impactful changes through our Workforce Housing Initiative. What's Brewing? Thursday, January 12th at 5 p.m. at Tethereau. Admission is $25 for members and $40 for non-members. Register today at benchamber.org. That's benchamber.org.
0: When you build with Highline Homes, yes, you are making an investment in a house, but you're also making an investment in your family and their future, as it was when Andrea built her first Highline Home.
4: While we were young, looking for a place to start our home, to start our family.
0: Your Highline Home is more than just a quick market snapshot. It's an enduring investment in your family's lifestyle and traditions. Get started now on your family's investment at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Highline Homes.
5: On your lot on time
4: right? I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel.
6: Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks.
4: Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world.
6: University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel
5: for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
0: Connect to the Financial Focus radio show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show.
1: If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your estate plan, uh, your uh, portfolio, asset allocation. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars, give our office a call to get one of those scheduled. The number here is Or you can go to our website, northwestquadrant.com and send us an email. Let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So um, a lot of people... Uh, over the last I guess decade there's been there was a big push in the beginning when these things came out for robo advisors um, Betterment Wealthfront uh there's a, there's a whole host of different even like the custodian Schwab has its own Fidelity they all have their own uh, robo advisors where it's essentially you you know you pay a relatively small fee and they a- do your asset allocation for you so you don't have to pick it you just fill out this questionnaire and they figure out what your risk tolerance is and then um they They pick your asset allocation and make adjustments and all that stuff. And so uh, Josh shared with me something that was unbelievably interesting uh, this last week. That I I don't even know. Oh, this actually comes from their website. So Wealthfront is one of the bigger um, robo-advisors that that exists out there. And this falls under the heading, this time it's different. So uh, the guy that started Franklin Templeton, uh, Sir John Templeton, uh, famously said long t- long ago that the most expensive words in the investment business are, this time it's different. And it's, and that's been true since he said it. It's It's true before he said it, and it's been true since he said it. And so this falls under the heading, this time it's different. And I, 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 before I tell you what happened, I want to go back and, and talk about how I remember in 1999 when I was in the business how, it, and, I, and I was a huge fan of Warren Buffett at the time. He's sort of one of the reasons I got into the business. But you know, he was a value investor and in, in in 1999, the tech stocks were going crazy, and everybody said he had lost it. He didn't know what he was doing. The, there was a paradigm shift. It was different, and investing was going to be different forever. And the way that Buffett had invested uh, was over, and it was never going to be, That was never going to work again. Value investing. Uh, fast forward, markets the same way, into, up until 2021. Before we get the 2022 sell-off, uh, you know, where tech stocks and Bitcoin and, and anything that uh, had growth. Uh, was going up. It didn't matter what they did, or, or, or if they made money, or any of the, the how expensive it was, uh, or if it was just made up, like a lot of these Doge coins and this kind of thing. Uh, and so, money was just pouring into to markets, and price be damned, didn't matter. Value investing was dead, and it was never going to come back. And if you were a value, value investor, you were an idiot, and you didn't know what you were doing. So, Wealthfront puts out this. They send this uh, uh, letter out to their clients, and they say. Will no and this was last year, this was this was a year ago so right right about th- two weeks before two weeks after the market had peaked in, uh, two in month, January of 2020. Yeah,
2: two months after the timing was couldn't have been more wrong.
1: And they say we'll no longer use the value factor in our service as research suggests it's no longer as effective as it once was. And so. What value is, is, you know, you're trying, I mean, to to us, there's really no difference between value and growth. It's just how much you're willing to pay for a certain level of growth. And so when you think of value stocks, they're generally boring businesses, they trade at cheaper multiples, uh, because they don't grow as fast, but, you know, they're more predictable. And over time, And I say time, long periods of time, value has handily beaten growth with a lot less volatility. Um, But, you know, because the growth had outperformed for so long, because money was free, remember, zero interest rates, growth's always going to do well, that most people said, value's done, we're never going to have it as as something that matters. And that it's always interesting to us that, like, when these calls are made, it's generally – the exact wrong time. And so this is active money management saying that they know better uh, when it just goes against all logic, right? Why are you going to always have your money in really expensive stocks? If interest rates are going to change, which everybody I think knew they were, including Wealthfront, why are growth stocks going to continue to outperform? That has never happened in the past. Why would it happen this time? Again, this time it's different, are the most expensive words Just, in the it's, investment it's, business. It's another
2: reminder that all roads ultimately lead to indexing, right? Because the index will evolve to reflect the market's preference for those stocks. And it's, it's kind of laughable. I mean, the, the contrarian nature of markets, the one thing that you can believe in um, over time is mean reversion. Okay. And the longer time horizon you give something, the more likely it is to mean revert. And that's the point with value. And people had given up on it for functionally 20 years.
1: All right, let's talk about last year. Uh, I mean, if you were under a rock, maybe you don't know the actual numbers. But uh, last year, just to go through really quickly, the S&P 500 uh, was down about 20%, a little under 20% last year. The NASDAQ, almost 34%. The long bond down 30%. Uh, small cap stocks down 21 Emerging markets down 21 Uh, International developed down 14. The aggregate bond index, index, so the S&P 500 of the bond world, had its worst year in 200 years. It was down 12.5%. High-yield bonds were down 12%. Short-term bonds actually uh, did pretty well. The bonds that we use, for example, uh, were up almost 2%, uh, short-term treasuries, that is. Um, And so – it was, you know, Arc, Josh put Arc on this chart. Uh, Arc is the sort of poster child for high flying tech stocks. Uh, it was down 68%. Uh, Real estate investment trust had a rough year down 25%. So it was a rough year for risk assets, right? So uh, what made last year unique, though, was your typical 60-40 allocation, 60% stock, 40% bond allocation also did very badly if you own traditional bonds, intermediate and long-term bonds, which most people did. Uh, And, you know, when we do these free retirement views, I see these portfolios and they say, why did my bonds do so badly? I said, because you have tons of interest rate risks. If you had short treasuries, that didn't happen. So... You know, that being said, what do we expect, or or, or where would we, uh, being allocators of dollars, uh, allocate next year, and for for sort of a go forward basis, uh, you know, I, I I think that is one of those places is in quality, right? I mean, we still believe in short staying short duration because that's where the yield is, and that's where the the least amount of interest rate. Rises. I think you
2: also look and see the relative outperformance of sort of junk credits. uh, Don't expect that to continue as those businesses have to refinance their debt obligations at significantly higher rates. And those marginal companies may be facing, whether or not we get a self-landing, there's still going to be economic headwinds. Of course, there is. And uh, those businesses maybe don't offer the premium that you'd expect them to from a yield standpoint. Uh, When you look at where the value exists on a relative basis to us, you have to go down the cap spectrum and you look at small caps, small cap value, uh, small caps and mid caps both uh, haven't been this cheap in close to 25 years. And the expected return going forward on those asset classes, when you look at the history, time periods that are historically analogous has been quite high in the high single digits or low double digit return uh, over the four, five, seven year periods. And that's where we see a lot of value. Uh, Similarly, developed international, it's had quite a run the last three months, but international stocks have remained very, very cheap. uh, Relative to the U.S. Yeah, partially explaining why they've fallen less so far this year, because there is just less premium built into them. And remember, when things are priced for perfection, uh, perfection has has to happen for them to ultimately realize that, and it never does.
1: I think the important thing too is the hedge against uncertainty going forward is to be have a true asset allocation, meaning being be truly diversified, but definitely own quality. Short duration assets are going to continue to win as interest rates go higher, and we think when I say interest rates go higher, we mean over the next two, three decades, and so you need to own quality short duration assets. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five or six minute video in the middle and end of every month, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email, say add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some phone calls and emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get
0: the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
6: KBND, bend.
4: If
2: it
3: leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com.
7: If it leaks, clogs, strips or bursts, call
3: some Plumbing first. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out, with many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area. We're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally, the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or any anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty, because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience.
6: Hey there, it's Lars, and I'd like to tell you about my friends at Volvo Cars Ben. Things look different at Volvo Cars Bend. They've looked at the market. They've seen the changes. They've made the adjustments. And now's the time for you to get into Volvo Cars Bend and see it for yourself. A great selection of Volvos and an enhanced selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend knows what it means to have a luxury experience. Come in and experience it for yourself. Volvo Cars Bend has all the buying options for you, and they're ready when you're ready. Get ready to be Volvoed for life. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business. They support a local charity every month. Get in now and see the great selection of Volvos and the better selection of pre Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at volvocarsben.com. That's volvocarsben.com, And be sure to tell them Lars sent you.
7: High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in their landmark 15th season in Central Oregon, brought to you by Mission Building. The next concert in the HDCM Concert Series features resident group and crowd favorites, the Crown City String Quartet. They're regularly featured in a number of concert series in Southern California and around the Pacific Northwest. Don't miss their annual appearance in Bend this season. This concert is brought to you by the Pine Tavern Restaurant and takes place on Saturday, January 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Details and tickets at highdesertchambermusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, and This Station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. As a business owner, the end of the year means strategic planning. Part of your year-end planning should include an annual insurance review. Is the amount of your coverage adequate for where your business and the economy are right now? Fabian Clark with Country Financial Insurance has more than a decade of insurance experience with all types of businesses. He can help plan for the coming year quickly and you can move on to other business priorities. I'm Fabian
4: Clark with Country Financial, 541-550-9671.
0: You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes, Or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. Thanks for uh, spending some of your weekend with us. So, for those of you that are on Social Security, I don't know if you've already gotten your January Social Security payment, but you probably noticed uh, that you got an 8.7% raise, and that's on the heels of a 5.9% raise that we saw in 2021. Those are the two biggest raises we've seen uh, in Social Security in quite some time uh, because we have a real meaningful inflation. Uh, But the average uh, Social Security check last year was $1,669. That's according to Social Security. Uh, That means an 8.7% increase will translate to approximately $145 on the average Social Security check per month. Uh, so uh, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> um, so here's the deal, though. I brought it up because, you know, the it's a crazy tool, Josh and I, how many people file for Social Security early. Um and and well, it's almost two thirds of men, isn't it? Is yeah, it and yeah. and then you know, it's for a variety of reasons, one of them is it's a government it's not going to be there. <laughs> but you know, the reality is, uh, it, it, Social Security, the entitlements that exist in the United States—Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid—are the third rail of politics. They can't be touched. Those are all the people that vote. Uh, they're, they're not going away. And so the idea that there's some trust fund, this like locked box where there's this pile of money that gets paid out to social security, uh, beneficiaries is, is utterly ridiculous. There's no separate pile of money. It's all one big pile of money. That same that goes to education and defense and all and you know defi- all the things that are with the US government. It's just a, on a spreadsheet, the, but it's one the pile point of is, money.
2: Don't be one of those two thirds of people that leaves an average of hundred and ninety thousand dollars on the table by filing early just because of political beliefs or whatever it is. I mean just look at it rationally and know.
1: Well, the re- actually the truth is so. Well, so this is this is the data. So, they, uh, Fidelity looked at um, somebody that's sixty years old and the, the married, making seventy thousand dollars a year. Uh, if they wait till seventy to start taking Social Security and they live uh, to ninety they get 249,000 more in lifetime. Income. Yeah, I, th- I
2: think the average was a, it was when we did it a few weeks ago, it was 188 or 190, right?
1: And so what we're saying is we're not telling you you can't retire. What we're telling you is come up with strategies to you retire, but then delay taking Social Security. So what we tell our clients is it's fine. I guess you know, we'd prefer you keep working, but let's say you want to retire because you can't stand what you're doing and you're 65 years old, fine keep, uh, retire, but don't take Social Security, draw more on your retirement assets than you otherwise would, knowing that you're gonna start to take, you're gonna delay Social Security to 68, 69, or 70 years old. Then you reduce what your withdrawal rate from your retirement assets are by the amount of your Social Security check, knowing you're guaranteeing yourself a much higher amount. So not only are you guaranteeing yourself 8% growth in your income, but these big cost of living adjustments that Social Security Administration is passing on are on top of that. So you're included in that. So it's this huge compounding all of these people that are waiting uh, to take Social Security. Okay, uh, let's tackle uh, some phone calls and then some emails.
8: Hello, Tyler and Josh. This is Joe and Bend. And I'm calling once again about immediate annuities, uh, which you have stated are one type of annuity in certain, certain circumstances that you do recommend. As Tyler may recall, I have been calling with questions about immediate annuities for many years now, uh, awaiting the optimum time to pull the trigger on purchasing. And um, I have been expecting to see rates continue to rise. However, the opposite has been occurring recently and I'm just now wondering if you expect that trend to continue or could we see payout rates rise once again? Also although I realize purchasing immediate annuities aren't really rocket science, I'd really feel more comfortable having a lawyer uh, familiar with immediate annuities hold my hand through the selection and purchasing process. And I'm wondering if you could suggest uh, what type of lawyer to look for. All the best in the new year, and I'll be listening for your reply. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks, Joe, for that question. And, Joe, thanks for listening. He has been uh, uh, listening for quite some time. Uh, so let me answer your last question first. Uh, Joe, you don't need an attorney to help you buy uh, an immediate annuity i'm sure there will be plenty that will help you uh but first of all most i don't know what most of them don't have any expertise in the matter so they'd be flying blind just like you other than that they can like you could, i guess you could pay an attorney to uh to read the prospectus because that was they were prospectuses were written by attorneys but uh, Joe, and all this time you 've been delaying to buy the immediate annuity you 're going to spend that on buying on paying for an attorney uh to at you know three hundred bucks an hour to read a prospectus to tell you something that you probably already know and so um, you know the the the, the consideration to, first so don 't hire an attorney to to help you buy an immediate annuity. never heard of that actually um, but the, the thing that you the most important factor in buying any insurance product is the credit quality of the insurance company, right? So, uh, But even even still, you look back at a lot of lower credit quality insurance companies. A lot of them were bought out when they got into financial difficulty. But, Joe, I know you want belt and suspenders, and so that's fine, uh, you know, to each his own. What I would tell you is do all of your research on the credit quality of the insurance company backing up your lifetime payment. But, Joe, my concern for you is – you're going to die before you actually buy the immediate annuity, <laughs> and so, uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to, you know, what, or get off the pot. So, I, I, rates. Well, let me back up too. The other thing that's happened in the rate complex, Joe, is you can now buy U.S. Treasuries, Joe, and get four and a half, 4.6, 4.7% yield that are risk-free. If risk is your concern, U.S. Treasuries are the risk-free assets in the world. And they're all, these, all these Treasuries are very short in duration. You don't have to pay taxes on the at the state level on the yield on a Treasury. So, Joe, maybe that's how you sort of pull a trigger on something is just go to Treasury Direct and start buying uh, two year or less duration U.S. Treasuries and then you're doing something and you're finally getting some yield on your safe money. And a treasury is going to be safer than an immediate annuity. It's not going to guarantee you a lifetime income stream, but it will guarantee you your payment back of principal plus the yield. Remember, uh, bonds, especially from the U.S. government, are contractually obligated to give you a return. Uh, And so that's why I think, Joe, probably the the best thing for you to do, because it's a risk-free asset and you don't have to worry about credit quality or any of those things, is just to go buy a treasury.
2: I have a question, though. I I mean… For Joe, I guess you'd call us back, but shouldn't your less life expectancy as, you know as you age plus the combination of higher interest rates, the life expectancy factor alone i mean that 's a really good combination for a single premium immediate annuity, is it not
1: well, of course like, but but Joe, Joe is really, really trying to get the timing of this right <laughs> to, know. to the point where <laughs> he has a paralysis by analysis, and so um you know. Joe, in the other answer on your uh, on where we think rates are going, I have no idea in the short term. Like if you ask me, gun to my head, where are rates going to be 3, 6, 9, 12, 18 months from now, the answer is you better might as well pull the trigger because I don't know. But I'm older, not going to get it right. I mean, but I think – hold on. I think – over time, rates are going to go higher. You know, the interest rate cycle is much longer than the equity cycle. And so, you know, we just went through 40 years of 40 plus years of declining interest rates. I think we're going to go through 40 years of interest rates going higher. Or that but it just, goes and fits
2: and starts. Or that are just structurally higher and we found a new range, right? I mean, but the point should be you should get, get by the single premium immediate annuity when you need the income.
1: Rather than worrying
2: about the broader macro environment.
1: Agreed. But he's trying to get the timing perfect. And the answer, Joe, you know that trying to time any market, including the interest rate environment, is nearly impossible. So – you know, I, I, Josh and I wholeheartedly believe rates are going higher over time but they don't go there in a straight line just like they didn't go down in a straight line just like any market doesn't go in a straight line in one direction and so yes we've seen a, we, we saw a rate spike and then we've seen them back up and who knows where they're going to go in 2023 uh, I, I think Josh's point is the best one is that your age and needing the immediate annuity and making sure you buy the the immediate annuity with the best credit quality is your best course of action. And if you can't do that, the next course of action is just to go buy CDs or US Treasuries uh, to get some yield on your money. So hopefully that answers your question. But Joe, yeah, call us back uh and clarify some things. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about the bond market. So, Joe, you'll want to listen to that.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800 743 0988. Again, 800 743
3: 0988. Everyday value warehouse prices cascade mad. Cascade Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Bend location right next to Nike and Columbia.
4: And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Primeville, and surrounding areas, Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their second location in downtown Redmond with a year-end clearance sale.
3: If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge
4: Tempur-Pedic Gallery. During the year-end clearance sale, save at both locations with $500 off floor samples new in-stock mattress from the best brands Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. Plus,
3: get up to $300 in free accessories.
4: Don't miss year-end clearance savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond.
3: Everyday value, warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. Cascademattress.com or call 678-REST.
6: Hey there, it's Lars, and I'd like to tell you about my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Things look different at Volvo Cars Bend. They've looked at the market. They've seen the changes. They've made the adjustments. And now's the time for you to get into Volvo Cars Bend and see it for yourself. A great selection of Volvos and an enhanced selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend knows what it means to have a luxury experience. Come in and experience it for yourself. Volvo Cars Bend has all the buying options for you. And they're ready when you're ready. Get ready to be Volvoed for life and don't forget Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business. They support a local charity every month. Get in now and see the great selection of Volvos and the better selection of pre Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at VolvoCarsBend.com. That's VolvoCarsBend.com and be sure to tell them Lars sent you
5: seems like every day everywhere practically everyone is connected on their devices in fact the average person was connected almost seven hours a day last year and 64 percent of adults admit to taking online risks for convenience All that browsing, sharing, banking, and shopping makes life easy. But it can expose personal information, making you vulnerable to cybercriminals. That's why Norton 360 with LifeLock makes it easy to help keep your digital life safe. With device security to help block hackers from devices, a VPN for online privacy, and LifeLock Identity Theft Protection to help you keep what's yours. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft, or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with Norton 360 with LifeLock, you can choose to be safer. Join now. This week only. It's the Better Than Black Friday sale. Save up to 45% off your first year at norton.com slash join. Hurry. This sale is seven days only. So go to norton.com slash join to save up to 45%. Don't wait. Offer ends June 13th.
0: Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management.
1: Hey, hey, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So, if you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars assets, uh, call the office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can send us an email by going to our website com. Also, you'll see on there pictures, and you see why. Well, at least I have a face for radio. Josh, according to some, looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> is that like? Is that like? Is that like 1987 Maverick or 202022 Maverick? 87. 87. Yeah, <laughs> the the really cheesy Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is interesting. Obviously, everybody wants to know what the Federal Reserve is gonna do in 2023, and everybody's making bets, right? So, and there's a, there's actually a futures market on what the Fed's gonna do. Uh, and so, what's funny is. Uh, that, the market thinks the Fed's going to uh, raise rates two more times by 25 basis points in February and another 25 basis points in March, but the funny thing is that the, the uh, market anticipates the Fed sometime, probably in November, starting to cut rates. So they think which is the furthest it's been back but, so far this year. But the market thinks that the that the Fed funds rate is going to peak between four and three quarters and five percent. And that's in July, right? Yeah, and yeah. then. Um, and then they think that it, you know, and then the Fed's going to start to cut in, and then by uh, th- this time next year, it's, it'll be back under four. To it's half worth percent.
2: noting that Fed funds futures, just like the Fed's own dot plot, where they publish each individual member's own projection of where rates are going to be is universally wrong. <laughs> so it is a bad indicator, but it's if always if they funny themselves it. can't predict it, then betting the on them that, predicting it and is ones, even more
1: they can't predict it and they're fruitless
2: they're, endeavor. They're the ones that get to decide. I know, that's what's so funny about it. But, you know, of course expect you know, expect everything's relative to expectation and consensus is always wrong. Uh, so just remember that as you try to you know, you've seen this pretty strong bid for credit lately and that's you know, the long bonds clawed back 10% or so in the last month and a half. Um, but, you know, does that a trade that really makes sense at the end of the day? Uh, not so much.
1: Consensus isn't always wrong. I mean, Ohio State beating... Or, I mean Georgia beating Ohio State was consensus, and that was pretty accurate.
2: Okay, fair enough.
1: I'm talking. I mean, your consen- Ducks having a crappy coaching staff is consensus, <laughs> consen- and that's pretty accurate. Consensus in markets is never right. Pretty sure they should just have Grayson start playing calling plays for the Ducks because they have doofuses playing calling plays for the Ducks. All that talent being squandered. Um, the other thing is places that Josh and I look uh, for for signs of distress and um, the bond market is a good indicator of signs of distress in an industry. Uh, And so when you look at the parts of the bond market where there's the most distress, uh, it is by far real estate. Real estate, the real estate sector is seeing the most stress uh, in their bonds, meaning their bonds are trading at huge discounts to par, meaning that, that traders in the bond market think those bonds have a high likelihood of default. Uh, meaning missing payments. And so uh, the next closest is in technology, but it's, it's real estate by a huge, over 200 billion worth of real estate bonds are trading into stress levels. Okay, let's talk about the bond market. Real quick, I'll, I'll talk about what happened uh, last year in the bond market, and then what we think uh, is gonna look like next year, but more importantly, what you should be doing. Uh, because for some reason, even though this was the easiest thing to figure out in the history of of investing, so many financial advisors got it wrong and retail investors got it wrong and knowingly lost money. Like you don't know what's gonna happen in the stock market, but with rates at below 1%, it was very easy to see what to do with your bond money, but people still didn't do it. So uh, the, the aggregate bond index, which is essentially the the collection of all bonds, the S&P 500, if you will, of the bond market uh, was down about a little over 13% last year. Uh, it's, tr- it's funny when you have a year like that, it was the worst year in 200 years. Now it's trailing uh, three-year numbers, negative 3% uh, for that supposedly safe index. Junk bonds were down about the same. Um, and so bonds, in, corporate bonds didn't have a good year. Bonds across the spectrum almost universally had a bad uh, 2022, except the part of the bond market that we were in, and that is very short duration. When I say very short, one year or less, U.S. Treasury bonds. To us, that was the easiest thing for us to put bond money in because when we put safe investments in our client accounts, the part of our portfolios that we know have to be safe, we make sure that they're going to be safe. And so when we looked at the interest rate complex, we looked at the credit complex, the only place we knew that we could put money that was going to be safe was in extremely short duration. U.S. Treasuries, so the the, the SHV, which is the iShare Short Treasury Bond, um, that was up 1% last year. And then the uh, iShares Treasury floating rate bond fund was up about 2% last year. So not gangbusters, but a lot better than the negative 13%. And so, most, our, but, but hold on. Our alpha relative to the rest of the bond world, it, to say this is laughable, was over 15%. And in the bond environment, that's crazy. That's a, decades worth of outperformance.
2: Most importantly, the, it, those positions – performed the function that we wanted them to when we needed them to do it, and that's especially relevant for people that are taking distributions because a lot of people out there might have been selling fixed income to generate distributions over the last 11 or 12 months, but if you're taking it from the aggregate bond index, uh, there was a huge opportunity cost uh, that was a part of that, and so it's just... You want a dollar to be a dollar when you need it to be. And that's kind of the point of why you owned it and why it was akin to picking up pennies in front of a steamroller to try to get the incremental little bit of return for the last couple of years. Uh, When the steamroller ultimately came in the form of higher rates, uh, it wasn't a trade that really worked out so well.
1: So as we sit here today and we think about um, the bond part of our portfolio because a lot of you out there still need to own bonds, you know, and they finally have some yield in the bond market. So that's exciting after a decade plus of no yield. And the industry Uh, is turning,
2: the industry's messaging and probably your financial advisor's messaging is starting to focus around the idea that bonds are back.
1: Well, and I I mean, they've always been there. It's just a matter of how you use them. And so the thing that we would caution all of you is, you, you know, now people are talking about longer bonds or intermediate-term bonds or, or, or buying credit. All of that to us is crazy at this point in the cycle. So if you look at the yield curve, especially in Treasuries, and you look at a thirty-year or ten-year, they're yielding like oh, two hundred basis points less than really short-duration Treasuries, uh, and then, then they also have a ton of, of uh, interest rate risk. Or, so or it can. When you I hear a, a lot of the talking heads talking about corporate credits,
2: all of a sudden, and you just look and you see three-year duration corporate bonds have a premium over a two-year treasury of 25 basis points right now, but their max drawdown during October of 2022 when there was real concern about where the direction of the economy was going was close to 10%. So you ask yourself, is that quarter of a percent in uh, additional
1: return worth the potential drawdown on the other side? And to us, it's just not. Well, yeah, it's not I an mean, attractive risk reward. High yield uh, high yield was down 31%. Junk bonds were down 31% in 2008. Like You don't want to be taking credit risk. You don't want to be taking duration risk. So yeah, Yes, there is we can talk about bonds again in a more exciting way but don 't buy all this take duration or take credit risk it is a suicide mission to be doing that right now someday that will make sense today is not the day at this point in the cycle and this point in the interest rate cycle it makes no sense so you still if you haven 't done anything with your bonds you still think you should get short get high quality meaning treasuries. All right, if you want a free retirement review, if you want us to look at your bond portfolio, and I have, we've been looking at them and it's not pretty, uh, call the office to get a free retirement review scheduled. The number here is or send us an email by going to our website, com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the order in which account you should start to save. Stick around.
0: Sign up for our e-news today.